ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, I'm joined by two fine fellows, Peter and Tim. There you go. I came up with a new one. Yeah, you gotta go looking for that one. Go looking for what one? The microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did I find it? I think so. Sounds oh, good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so this you evening... the waves over there? The what? You getting the waves over there? Lots of waves. This evening, we are going to be discussing Transformers and how Peter thought I was going to walk out of a movie one time. <laughs> so the first thing I want to tell you about, I wasn't meeting Matt. My idea of the weird things about Transformers was quite simple. They were this big, huge green box, about four feet by five feet that you would find in suburbs where they had buried the hydro wires and had an incredible attraction for males about the age of 30 to 45. I've never been able to figure that attraction out. But then I was found out that there was other things than the electronic transformer. Take it away, Matt. Oh, wait a minute. He's drinking. I'm going to fill airspace here. There we are. I think he's ready. Yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, so when I was born was in 1984, and that's when the cartoon originally aired. So by the time I was old enough to start remembering them, they were already starting to do repeats. Um, and it always pissed me off when I sat down to watch the Transformers and it was one of the episodes after Optimus Prime because I had missed so many of the early ones and they were already on to the new stuff, right? And that pissed me off. You looked like you were going to say something. Oh, probably was, but hey, who knows what it was? If it comes back. Oh, no, no. So, so again, so we start off with the Transformers. You're going through them, right? They're after your time i got them really before matt i did actually know what transformers were um and that's for my younger brothers and sisters right they would have been watching it in 1984 yeah i've been the ages of 9 10 11 whatever right and of the age for that show exactly but whereas i was watching it and just going i don't care about this uh, polka dot door or romper room or anything like that. I just want to sit down and watch me some Transformers. She never said my name. She never said your name? No. I don't think she said my name either. And if if they ever spelled them on screen, I know she never spelled my name. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows you're one T, not double Yeah, one T, that's it. My mom learned me real, learn read good something. So anyway, so, so we've got the Transformers going. How the Transformers got to the Western world was uh, they were, were originally two different properties in Japan. One of them was Diaclone, and the other one was Microchange. And they were trying to figure out how to bring it over here and have it appeal to kids. So after a bunch of pitch meetings, I'm not getting into names and stuff like that. There's a, what was it? The Toys That Made Us? There's toys a Toys That Made Us episode that can give you all of that kind of stuff. And I actually recommended it. It's it was good. I do admit that. The, the whole series. I've sat down and watched the whole thing. Preaching to the choir. Yeah. Even the Barbie stuff. You know, I'm not a Barbie fan, but I sat down uh, and watched I've it. I've heard different. What? No, I don't have any Barbies. Oh, none at all? Mm-mm. You borrow rivers, right? Sometimes. <laughs> when the it. mood strikes. <laughs> what was that in Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when they came over here, they took two different toy lines. You'll notice that the Diaclone ones are all cars and planes and stuff like that. Whereas the micro change ones were things like your uh, cassette player and your microscope. And, oh, there was a bunch of other ones too. Your ghetto blaster. Your gun. Your gun. Yeah. Yeah. Man, let's talk about the original Megatron. Yeah. The original Megatron was from the micro change. Whereas Optimus Prime was from the um, Diaclone. And Diaclones are actually uh, piloted. They're not sentient robots. And I'm not sure how Microchange went, but yeah. Well, Transformers were one of those big splits in that whole Japanese 
um, kind of robot thing where it was, are they sentient or man-driven? Yeah. And there's a definite right there. You can kind of see the line goes very firmly in two directions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they've even started to bring back Diaclone and redo all the cartoons. So when you watch them, you have to realize that truck there is not Optimus Prime. It's It was originally Convoy. Convoy. Yeah. We got ourselves a convoy. Convoy. You know. But, uh, yeah. So they took the two brands, put them together, made the Transformers for here. They were both owned by Takara in Japan anyway, so it was just two different. Takara. Yeah, I love Takara. I've got so many things of Takara. I even have Megazords that are Takara, and yeah, there's, it's good times. It's good times. <clears throat> so, as you can tell, we've got lots of toys I brought out. You guys can't see at home, but it's more so for references well, for them. Well, I want to jump in here again, right? I, I know I do this because he's got a list. It's right. I got a right list now. just so I don't forget stuff because I've talked to you so much about Transformers yeah. that I actually kind of needed Tim here so that I would bring up things that I know I've already told you so they're not going to come to well, mind. Well, first but. off, so we've talked about the cartoon, yeah. right? And we've got the Transformers and all that. And now we're going to talk about where I really fall in love with them. Sure, why not? And that's Beast Wars. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, man, sweet. Right? But that's, for for an adult, that's when the Transformers, I found, really started not only to write for children, but to also write for adults. And it was also one of the biggest leaps in computer animation. Oh, goodness, yes. Like, right after Reboot, they were yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. You know, fuzzy logic and all that wonderful stuff. And for being an updated soft reboot but a continuation at the same time they couldn't have done it better oh no they did it very well like they fit it right in where it would fit you know they even brought in the old cast by finding their bodies still deactivated on the ship and stuff like that yeah which is how you know he gets his biggest form optimal optimal optimus or something like that no god how much more optimal can he be tell me now there's actually several optimal optimuses Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a party. Even more in Japan. <laughs> well, like, you know, you know Japan's in their orgies. Like, they, they got, uh, they called them God Voyager and Starmus Prime and, oh my God. If you guys even know how many Primes there were, there was, first they start with the original 13. So, so, so basically now. you could like collect Transformers or you could just collect Primes. Essentially, except for they don't make all the primes into toys. Wow, well, that's just disappointing. Yeah, so there's a lot of transformers that aren't actually finally get in. It's only the ones, the recognizable ones, that ever really get to toy fame. Usually, yeah. Yeah. So, for example, one that I haven't seen a decent one of in a long time was the um, original Predacons. So one of them was a Rhino. but they were all like, one of them was a lion. They were all like different, bigger creatures, you know. And, not like <laughs> and these were. They all went together and, and they were a combiner. Yeah. yeah, combiner. When yeah. I was growing up, I had one of them. I had the rhino. And back then you could buy it on their own. Now that there's so many adult collectors, they only ever come out in great big box sets that cost $150, 100 200 $500 for the set, right? I was lucky enough to be able to um, piece by my Devastator that's in there. Have you, You've seen that guy, right? Yes. He, he's like the biggest one I have. Devastator, I got a ripoff one from China because it was cheaper, but it was still 17 to $19 per robot. It took six robots to make him, and he stands about two and a half feet tall. Devastator. So, Devastator. And I got the yellow one because I, I don't like the green and purple. Our construction stuff here isn't green and purple, so I went with the Generation 2 colors where they actually made them the orange. So. Well, that does more fit the North American market. So, so, but again, so pricey to buy, but you've certainly always mentioned how they've gone up in value for you as well, to a certain degree. Uh, yeah, there was one I was looking up the other day. Um, oh, no, that was a Megazord. But either way, for example... Uh, I think my wife bought it for about 100, 120, the Megazord. Yeah. But Transformers go in the exact same way. 
Um, I looked it up the other day, and it was seven hundred and eighty-nine dollars oh, for so this nice thing. Nice return on a quick investment. Yeah, it right. you know it takes a couple years, but if you keep them in good shape, then you're sitting on it. You know, collectors are are there ready for yeah. Because like they'll do another line or something like that, but sometimes you know the color will be off on this line or the proportions are wrong or it's not as screen accurate so they, they so change when you say things. they do another line are you talking about finding artistic creativity through the use of i'm talking about how there's a million and a half optimus primes and a million and a half bumblebees that okay, you can so buy but they're it. not all good <laughs> So doing a line had nothing to do with drugs? No. 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 Well, maybe. I don't well, know, man. Yeah. It was the 80s. We don't know. Yeah. And we don't know their creative process. I hear cocaine was a thing in the 80s. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it still is. But yeah. hey, don't quote me. Well, you think it still is a thing in the 80s? Well, I think it still is a thing. Well, we'll go, we'll go back to the 80s. We'll check, make sure it's still a thing in the 80s. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, Wow. Yeah. I did not know where have you been hiding the time machine, and why am I only hearing about this now? Shh, shh. The government will know, and they'll yeah. find us. Oh, great. Helicopter. See what you did? Oops. See what you did? <laughs> See what you did? You know they watch us. Creepy as heck. Every time we get talking about conspiracy theories, people, there's always a helicopter. I don't know what's going on. My plants are still small. They wouldn't see that from that far away. And seriously, how do they tell the how do they tell that it's a marijuana plant versus any other plant? Like, are they um, hotter or temperature? Marijuana or? actually radiates heat. Oh, does it really? Yes, it does. Oh wow! So I can have it under here, and they can look with a heat thing and see. Okay, I did not yeah. know that it radiated heat. Yeah, I was always that was one of those things. I'm going. I don't know how do they know that. Also, a lot of people <laughs> when they're looking for houses that are doing it. Those are the hot rooms, the ones that have all the heat and the stuff like that, right? So they, they yeah, they know. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I had to take the trench and, and put the exhaust air going out a mile away. That's right. Okay, now yeah. I understand. So on Cybertron, they run on a thing called Energon. Energon. And that's what their wars are about. That's what their politics are about. That's what their survival is about. That's what. So Energon is pretty much the equivalent of. It's everything. Especially it's well, everything. oil. Yeah. Especially given the 80s and OPEC <laughs> and yeah. you know, the whole oil, oil, <laughs> the whole oil crisis of the 80s. Well, one of the first things they attacked in the Transformers cartoon was an oil rig. All righty. Yeah. So, they so made oil the, could be converted into energon? Yeah, any ah. form of energy could be made into the cubes that Soundwave was making with his chest. If okay, so, seen the show. yeah, I remember that. So th so basically, the energon is, um, to be techie here, um, uh, converted energy uh, in a sustained cube. I would say compressed energy in compressed a sustained, okay. yeah. Because if they shoot it, it explodes, right? Mm -hmm. So it would have to be under some sort of pressure or unstable or something. But it can still be conduited in minimal in 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 a regulated supply, because it powers them too. Yeah, it powers them. It repairs them. It does everything. Wow! So they eat oil. They eat whatever has been converted to energon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just you know, it's a whole concept, but it, it makes it an interesting. Um, but I think some social of parody the, within the, the cartoon, like when they're in car mode. A lot of them actually have actual car parts on the inside. They have an engine and all that kind of stuff, especially the one line that they did, which they took um, not so much stylized cars and stuff like that. They went with metal model, you know, 25 or 125th scale cars. Okay, like a die cast. They were die cast. <clears throat> um and these guys, when they transformed, because they were die cast and they were really focusing on the car model itself, they kind of, the robots look kind of derpy, which kind of leads into one of the things I wanted to talk about, the things we look for as collectors that piss us off and stuff like that. And one of them was that RC that I gave to River because it's a shelf former that doesn't fit. Now, for everybody at home, a shelf former is a transformer that pretty much has a shell and the rest of it just kind of stuffs up into it, or the two pieces of the shell come and clip around it, 
And, and we don't like that. That's lazy. Make a body out of the parts you already have here is what we want. If you got to put a couple flaps in to hide a couple things, that's fine. Don't give us a full shell former. That's just lazy. You know, where you tuck the arms in, and then you just bring the body around and you clip it together. That's lazy. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we hate uh, in Transformers is parts forming. And that's where you take apart the Transformer and put it back together in a different configuration to make its other mode. We want to transform it. We don't want to take it apart and rebuild it. So it's not Lego. It's not Lego. No. Um, there's a couple incidences where it's allowed. For example, I just watched a review about a Megatron and his gun kind of shifted and went back in and changed configuration for the tank mode. And his thing was, it's not parts for me, even though the gun comes off in both incidences. Uh, it's actually weapon storage. And when he puts it back on the tank, it becomes the main turret of the tank. So I don't even see that as weapon storage. I see that as like part of the other form. A lot of the times they try and hide the, the main feature the Transformer has, right? And, but no, some of them just take full advantage and stick it right out in front. So on the table, I have that really big Bumblebee. Uh, I don't even know what he goes for right now, but he's probably... No, he's got to be a little bit bigger than a 125th because he's pretty wide. Yeah, he's chunky. Yeah, he can't be to scale. But when he's transformed, he's pretty tall too. Maybe I'll work on it as we're talking. We're only 16 minutes in. Yeah, I don't do them. I don't actually transform them. I'll take them apart to a certain way and try and make it difficult for Matt to finish it. You know, kind of like changing the stickers on a Rubik's Cube. Um, but yeah. that's just me me having fun. So, so when, here he goes. He's cracking it open. Yeah, I'm cracking open the bumblebee. If I can get snap. it open. There we go. Snap. Don't say that. He's old. <laughs> this came out in the first or second movie, and they're up to like six now or something. I don't know. They're, we're waiting for Rise of the Beast if you're listening to us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. Rise yeah. of the Beast is supposed to be out this year, but I wouldn't. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I can't wait because they're supposed to be bringing the Beast Wars into it. Is Michael Bay still doing them? I hope not. Okay, because... His Michael Bay movies, especially Transformers one, where he threatens to walk out a lot. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Um, the way they changed everything really pissed me off. The way everybody looked really pissed me off. Uh, we went The movie just really pissed him off. Well, it was number four that we went and saw, and yeah. you thought I was going to walk out when I was actually just going to the washroom. Yeah, well, I thought you had walked out when you had actually gone to the washroom. Oh. <laughs> But it was okay. I was going to wait to the end and try and catch up with him. I knew he's a big boy, could take care of himself. Yeah. Probably find him in the arcade. Odds are. I never thought of that. Yeah, what <laughs> would I do if I did walk out? You know, Peter's still in there. What am I going to do? Oh, there's an arcade right here. Let's go blow money on something that didn't suck. <laughs> oh, sucks more. Whichever. Yeah, either way. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, I'm having trouble figuring out how to get his license plate apart. Ah, there he goes again. Can't break a license plate. There we go. Plate. There we go. There we go. That was a stiff tab. But no, uh, since they started, the complexity on these things has changed dramatically. I love, I love the scissor format. The scissor twist. The one format. guy I had was pretty much a pair of scissors, and you like pull apart this one part, extend it all the way till it won't anymore. It'll click back together, and there you go. It's finished. Another one had one of those, but it had a twist in it or something. Yeah. I don't even know how it worked. But in my experience, anything with gears in it, those aren't going to last. So don't fiddle with them. Don't use them very often. You know, if you're bringing it out. Well, another thing you have to do as a collector is you have to bring them out every so often if you've opened the packages so that you make sure that none of the parts seize. And perhaps you should tell the people about uh safety points the fact that the ball and tendon joints can pop out and pop back in yeah yeah they introduced safety parts i think it was early 2000s where a lot of things were just on ball joints so if it popped out you could just socket pop it right back in it's pretty handy that way especially when you hand it to people that aren't used to how transformers work and you hear them go oops oops snap or is it snap oops i'm not sure we're not sure which order. 
<laughs> the most <Yeah>. dreaded question. <laughs> That's supposed to happen, right? This part comes off, doesn't it? <laughs> Tell me this is a safety part. <clears throat> that one's always scary. Does it, is that supposed to come off? Uh, no. No, that was supposed to twist. I don't know how you did that. I don't know if you guys can hear, but my neighbor's uh, on the phone or something. So if you hear a pleasant voice Rasta man in the distance, then that's him. Um, but no. So I've... now he's got Bumblebee's head coming out of the engine, but pretty much other than that, it looks like well, a, that's because all a very weird spaceship. Parts are in the way you got <clears throat> Move everything around. This I'm is, trying to give you the best description as I can. Cause it's like, also one like of I the told most them, you complicated bumblebees on top of being one of the better ones. You hold that up to the mic so they can hear it. Hold it up view. to the mic so they can hear it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, his, his hood one's not working. Uh-oh. No, his hood noise doesn't work. See if his... Oh, out. right. This one makes noise, and there's two. Oh, well, so he, he used to. I think his batteries are toast. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe I had to make a connection. There we go. I don't know if I got any of that, but now will it do it? Oh, okay, so that part has to be plugged into here first for it to make a noise. Yeah. Yeah, you already said that one. Okay, he's not even completely folded yet, but a lot of it is figuring out where the legs and crap go. Or where they are. Or where they are, yeah. <laughs> Some of them hide in there pretty good. Now, now one of the best of your recent <coughs> ones that I've seen you do is the Queen Arachnid. Oh, the Black Arachnia one? Black Arachnia, yeah, that Oops. was pretty cool. And admittedly, she's a bit of a shell former, too. Um, parts of? Yeah. But at the same time, they really do. They, like, what they do with their eight arms is just incredible. The thing is, with the Beast Wars ones, a lot of them were parts former, or uh, shell formers, just because of them being animals. They couldn't really do much else yeah. with that. Well, certainly Rat Trap is probably the king of all shell formers. Yeah. 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 Like, literally, you can see him just fold in half, and then suddenly there he is. Uh, Rhinox has that too. Yeah. <clears throat> Trying to remember how this guy's foot goes. And then, of course, you always have to remember that Cheetah's gun is made out of his intestines. Yeah. Cheetah's gun is made out of his intestines. Yeah. <laughs> and Dinobot skeleton is on the outside. <laughs> yes, it is. And the tail's definitely. Well, the tail is a. Would that be? No, that's just because it becomes a weapon, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it becomes his uh, fan sword. Fan shield? Uh, Tigertron's tail becomes a, a, a spinning thing? I, I mean, yeah, okay, so much along the same lines as uh, Dinobots, then. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. somewhere. He's thinking. Can you smell the smoke? Oh, right, that's another sense that you don't have out there. <laughs> well, we'll just leave it hanging down, but that's oh, almost. I've one said leg. that before too. Have you recently? <laughs> not recently. Oh. That's depressing. But no, not recently. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> you would tell me though. Oh God, man! You know, like you know, Brag you're my wingman. I'd break for days. Ah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, we have had success. So over. Uh, Sarah and I have been together 10 years this year. I've probably been collecting Transformers a good 15 years. Yeah. And I'm probably up to somewhere over 400 at Bass Gas. I haven't counted. Yeah, so pretty much, I, I, would, I would say even more, because I've known you for about 15 years. And you had a starting collection anyways at the time I met you. Oh, yeah, before Sarah met me, we figured when I moved in with Sarah, I had about 200. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I might have more than 400 now. I don't know. I know I don't get 100 a year. That's for darn sure. Not that you wouldn't want to. Well, now I wouldn't want to because a lot of them are getting really crappy. I don't know if you noticed, but their core class right now is all um, small ones. They're all oh, tiny. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Now, I thought it was a great 
great change, especially like you introduced River River to her first Bumblebee, and it was one of the um, uh, just oh, the, basically a flip transform, right? Yeah. That she was able to do when she was what three? Yep. Right. One button press. One button press. So, what do you think about them as far as you know, making having an education system like that? Because I do know there are graded in difficulty on the box before you buy them. Um, they they used to be now they're graded by number of steps. Oh, okay. And that's usually just now implied difficulty. Okay, so it's now an implied difficulty, but even still, something for the newbie and you know buying for their kid could actually take a look for it to see. Yeah, how difficult um, it would be. Like this bumblebee is quite intricate. Here's that. Here's that yeah, for word yeah, choice. Yeah, he's pretty elaborate. Oh, way more than that. And here's of course, if you're a serious transformer. I think that's one of the things you're looking at. If you only want the top of the line, you're going to look at the more steps and more articulation. Uh, also, build quality. Build quality. Um, certain types of plastic are no no. Uh, gold oh, plastic. Oh, right. The gold plastic that got brittle. That's right. Gold you plastic's mentioned that a no no. Oh, he's talking again. Now it's just a matter of getting everything. Tucked back in? Tucked back in, yeah. And hidden away and... Hide all of his car bits. Oh, the car bits. Don't you hate it when the car bits hang out? Okay, I'm going to unplug him until... Yeah, you're talking too much. Shush. He's talking too much. These are always good. Anything with a ratchet, good news. Because then it'll... What? Oh, oh. he just... He got upset with that one. He sent off rockets, man. What? what? I'm not touching anything. <laughs> I, I would beg to differ. <laughs> what, what are you saying, Bumblebee? Is he touching you in the wrong spot? Bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> Isn't that supposed to pull down somehow? One of them is, yeah. One of them comes down, the other one. Like I know. It tucks in somewhere. I thought this back one moved too. Uh oh, we're blowing up again. Initiate self-destruct. So, speaking of that, do any of them have a self-destruct button? Like, do any of them actually, like in the storyline? Can they self-destruct? Um, I don't know if they... Oh, that's what's going on. It's his arm. His arm has an activation in it. So anyways, you were mentioning? Uh, what, what was I mentioning? Um, self-destruct. Uh, no. Um, actually, blowing up is usually bad. There's only a few that usually live blowing up. One of them being everybody's favorite, Waspinator. Oh, true that, yeah. He got blown up every freaking episode. Well, yeah. W wasn't he the model for uh, Kenny? For, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Waspinator. I can't do it as good as Matt. Go for it, Waspinator. There you are. Why does everybody always pick on Waspinator? Uh, finger articulation, we really appreciate it. But a lot of the old ones, as you can see, their hand just folds in, and then you have a thumb that comes out the side. You guys can't see at home, but but visualize, just yeah. visualize. Just it. visualize a great big bumblebee. Yeah. I remember, go, we're Tim. talking transformer. So everything's probably not exactly where it goes, but that's about it. Sounds so, like my life. Anytime I've ever bought a transformer, and Peter can attest to this, um, I usually... I shall attest. I n usually don't look at the instructions until I A, get stumped, or B, want to know if there's anything extra I miss, like storage or a little hidden compartment or something like that. Whereas it will be the first place I would go, is the instructions. <laughs> and even then, I'll probably... The second place I'll go is Matt's. And hand it to him. I see them as like coffee table puzzles, you know. Yeah, I, I can totally appreciate that. Or, or, or to some like a Rubik's Cube, you know, it's a, a hobby. You got to be able to figure it out. And once you figure it out, you got it. 
something to play with in your hands. Yeah. And, and Time to, occupier. To me, that's the biggest rush I get out of it is figuring out how they're making everything fold and tuck away and turn into something else and hide parts and, and stuff like that. The The different types of joints even just in him is insane. Butterfly so, joints so and double it, now, folds. Now I'm just going to take a flip here because it's an interesting thing because I really don't collect Transformers. But I do collect you know the articulated model figures and you also have your voltron and i have my voltron which does transform from five lions into the one but given that the the difference between like you're saying like it's more something you can do with your hands as well you can actually play with this toy in that way putting yeah. it together as opposed to the other ones you tend to position them and then put them on the shelf and dust them on a regular basis if you're displaying them but they're not really then you could talk about them but they're not a pick up and play with thing for the most part yeah um unless you're doing rude things with your barbies again but like when i have my transformers out i'll usually have them in a specific pose or something but then after a couple of months i'll actually pack them up put them in their usually vehicle mode because it's the tightest packed one so that if it gets bumped around at least it's all stuck in there's not going to get an arm snapped off but i'll rotate them out so mine never yeah but but you would do that more often right i I just have noticed i think you tend to do it more often with your transformers than you do with like your superhero figures yeah right they tend to well i only have one set of justice league guys okay I haven't done any, you know, Marvel teams. I haven't done any X-Men or Fantastic Four or Spider-Man or anything like that. So I only have the Justice League. Um, then I got my Ghostbusters and they're rotating and out depending on if I'm doing more or less Transformers. And whether or not it's Halloween. And whether or not it's Halloween. Yeah, Halloween they usually come up for a bit. Yeah. But, but, but on the flip side, for example, I put them in the shelf and except for taking them out routinely to make sure their joints are working, they pretty much stay in the show. Yeah. Yeah, and in that respect, you're talking about, like, my Batmobile or my Knight Rider model that just sit there all the time. They never go anywhere else, and they need constant dusting, especially the black ones, because they attract that dust like crazy. Yeah, make it super super glossy, they said. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, until it gets sticky and weird. And, of course, the moment you move them, one of the little pieces is going to get lost. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm still amazed that I have, uh, what's her face? Who is the, uh, anyways, the femme fatale from King Kong. I can't remember the actress's name. I'm just drawing a blank. Faye Ray. Ray. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Tim's more studio audience yeah. tonight. And, but at the same time, it's it was, uh, she's still there with the set. Like, the chains, the broken chains are still there with the set, and that's because it's been on the shelf and not moved. Yeah. Right. See, for me to finish any one set or, like, a line of anything would cost insane amounts of money. And on top of that, we come up to my next point, Tim. You're going to like this. Recolors and remolds. Both a good idea and a bad idea. We hate it when you use, say, an Optimus Prime to make an Ultra Magnus. For one, their similarities end at their truck cab. After that, the trailers are completely different. They both do a completely different thing until Prime gets an upgradable suit from his trailer in the movies. But we're not talking about the movies because I don't like them. The only Transformer movie I like is Bumblebee. Bumblebee was excellent. And I do like Bumblebee. For one... He was a frickin' Volkswagen. Uh, I didn't like the voice box being gone thing. I was done with that. Uh, but they had to tie it into the movies because they weren't sure if it was a reboot or a prequel or what they were doing with it yet. So they left the voice box thing in there and gave a reason for it. Didn't Starscream rip it out? I not remember uh, how he lost it, but I think he actually got hit, hit on the way down. Yeah. When he landed. And, and it got all buggered up. But uh, it might yeah. have even been the military that shot it out. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that what they do with the Rise of the Beast is going to be a lot more Bumblebee and a lot less Bayverse. Best 
option for me, you know. A lot less which? Bayverse, Michael Bay. Oh, Bayverse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, um, did not Michael Bay do Bumblebee in the movie or did it someone else? Uh, Michael Bay had a hand in it, but he didn't have wasn't as the actual much. Director? Yeah, he wasn't the actual director. Uh, the first thing that pissed me off when the first Transformers came out was that they turned into comets, comets when they were in their proto form. They never did that before. I actually have Transformers downstairs from the first movie that go from being a comet into a naked robot with no plating on him or anything because he hasn't picked a form yet. And they look dumb. But that, that is, I wonder now, I'm not, I'm just, maybe I am arguing in favor of Michael Bay, but I'm not, I'm not arguing in favor of him. But as a, someone who would be directing and building it, I can see because that, that was though, one of the big key things in Beast Wars. That they landed with in only a protoform, and they had to scan and find a form. There was actually no such thing as a protoform until Beast Wars. Well, there you go. But 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 um, given Michael Bay Bay's, uh, he's not the only haunted one. Right. Okay, so Bumblebee just went off, probably the wind this time, because it is kind of windy out right. here, and he's kind of creaky. Um, but I have one transformer that. For years and years, nobody would be around him. He'd be in a bucket somewhere, and all of a sudden you hear, Devastator! <laughs> Coming from a random bucket in the other room. The scary part was that it was always a different bucket. <laughs> it just depends on which one of you fell asleep in that night. <clears throat> but yeah, we... But no, I'm just saying, But going back to where I was with yeah. Michael Bay, <clears throat> right? Given, I don't know what his age is, but his age is probably in and around you, or maybe a little younger, right? Yours, Matt. And given that, he, his first experience with Transformers might have been Beast Wars as a kid. Right? I, I heard he hadn't really done much research into the thing at all. Oh, really? Was not a fan or anything else. Because if he was, he wouldn't have butchered it so bad. Well, then, then then he probably got a lot of input from a lot of different places, and probably one of them would have been Beast Wars as well. So yeah. from his mind, that was just a natural thing. No, a lot of his inspiration came from cars, oh. car companies, and who was willing to pay the money. Oh well, yeah, well, you know that's why Volkswagen wasn't a uh, Bumblebee wasn't a Beetle in the first movie. That's why Jazz was a Pontiac Solstice instead of being a Porsche 911. Yeah. Or actually, it might have. The biggest mistake sure Volkswagen right ever port. made when they were opening up the new plant for the Beetle in Brazil, and they said no to that contract. Matt's nodding his head in agreement. So, <laughs> a couple of years back, if you don't already know, I work at a convenience store. And a couple <gasps> of years you back, do? I got robbed. So, to get my mind off of it and not go into depression and still be able to go back to work, uh, I started building my Halloween costume, and that year uh, I went all out and made a hound costume hound. who That's turns cool. into a jeep from like World War II, and it <clears throat> came out all right. I felt if I had more time, I could have done better, and now that I've made one, I, I know I can make a better one. Now, this is just a uh, question that just popped in my head, Matt. Um You've mentioned the comic books, you've mentioned the movies, you've certainly mentioned the toys. Did you ever really get into or follow at all the, the uh, comic book? Um, no, not since YouTube. Uh -huh. <coughs> A lot of the um, comic books go all over the place, Peter. Um, there's the IDW ones, which I heard rumor that they were going to close, so I ran out and bought a bunch of Transformer comic books because I thought they weren't going to be around anymore. It turns out they're still around. They're still okay. They made it through COVID. Um, when I was younger, I grabbed one or two trying to get into the comic book scene. But <laughs> I bought one book, told the guy to save the next ones in the series for me, and then I never went back. All my money ended up going to magic cards. So I oh, had no... So it was just, you just, but you were never really big in the comics um, to begin with. I'm very 
picky. Oh, if there's a series that is known to be epic, for example, the Green Lantern, Brightest Day, Darkest Night stuff, mm-hmm. I have that. Um, I also have the comic books of the Power Rangers, and there's, I think I've got 15 issues of that, and it's like a section like that on my shelf now, right? So, As a footnote, not a great collecting op- uh, option for those of you out there. Really, they backlog those things and, and warehouse a whole bunch of titles. So yeah. if you are collecting them, the kind of concept with comic books that I like to, is there a generation after the generation after me, right? Is where they all begin to have value. Because just enough of them have to be destroyed. Yeah. <clears throat> and because mine was so well known, I was able to get all the issues. And I was getting the trade paperbacks. So I wasn't getting individual issues. Yeah. Because that's a pain in the butt. <coughs> And then, by the way, as a footnote, those of us who do collect comics, we would argue that your graphic novels aren't actually comics. But, anyways, that's another topic for another night. Whoa, just add that to the Well, list. I think that's why Gary calls them trade paperbacks. Because it's the whole series stuck together in a paperback. You can get them in hardback, too, but... Well, that's pretty but, much. Yeah, I've had yeah, a couple. I, I do understand what they are. But. And and I've also gotten figures that came with reissues of like Marvel's, um, <laughs> Marvel's number one set or, or 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 issue one of the Transformer. But it it was it was a reprint, so it's not worth anything, right? But it came in a um, Optimus Prime that is a remake of the original Optimus Prime toy. Very simple, like his arms literally just unfold and pop down, and then his legs just straighten out, and you flip out his toes, that's it. But on the flip side, if you still had that in the box with the reprint from the original reprint, right, still in the box on touch, that would still have value, because, but not not for the comic book itself, but for the package. That's right. If it was part of the original packaging in which it came in, its value is worth way more than if you had to open it, taking the comic book out and the toy out and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's why of that specific Optimus Prime, I have two of them. You want to play with it? Buy two. Yeah. And that was it. It was the original Optimus Prime. How can you not play with the original Optimus Prime? I've been wanting to do that for 30 some odd years. You know, like. Well, the audience knows for me it's Tom Cruise. But uh, if you want Optimus Prime, go for it. <laughs> <coughs> Bumblebee's got a thing for Tim. Yeah, keeps putting the red lasers on his chest. Now it won't do it. No. Uh, yeah. So I think Bumblebee is overrated. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, he wasn't such a focus in the older stuff. Like even in Beast well, Wars. I always thought that he was. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna challenge you on that because when I watch the original Transformers and I go back, I see Bumblebee as because he is so youthful he becomes the primary liaison with human beings yes and that's his importance really throughout the series you know he's pretty much the first one where a human drives him but instead of watching what bumblebee and the human are doing in the semi-dangerous situation i want to see what optimus prime and the other guys are doing in the major situation i'm okay so so that's my thing like Bumblebee, I get he's there to be able to, you know, make that relationship with humans and, and he's needed in that way. But um no. <laughs> so you're there for the action, whereas I'm there for wow. I'm gonna say I was about to say I was there for the drama, but that's just not true. Mine's I'm there for the like the different variants of different things, like the different the amount of different things that can change. You know, like, you'll have a guy who's a crane, another guy who's a hovercraft, another guy who's just straight up a boat. Another and then guy, there's poor Bumblebee who's just a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, just a Volkswagen Beetle, or in that case, a Camaro. Which, But, but yeah. I find that interesting. That So it's... So it's, um, it's beginning to sound like, in a lot of cases, it's a matter of size. The bigger the truck, the bigger the car, the better the transformer. It's usually the size is a very big thing in its power wow. ability. Yeah. Bitch, a lot of the original <coughs> writers were male. Eh? Well, um, that leads into one thing I wanted to mention was the types of transformers because they're not all the same. You got different ones that are uh, mini cons, so that covers 
anywhere from your headmasters all the way through to your target masters, your weaponizers, uh, then the mini cons themselves, which actually have their own faction from the Armada stuff, and they're all just miniature versions of cars, trucks, and there's even a dragon in there and stuff like that, but they're tiny, which is weird because the cars and trucks now don't work, but then you have to think, okay, well, maybe they're RC cars and trucks. You know, that's the best way you can wrap your head around it. But then you got... Uh, I've always just thought of that. Uh, and you're not going to like this description, but it always seems to me anytime I've seen a Minicom, especially in the original Transformer movie, uh, cartoon, right? There were this poor little guy running around, right? Like one of them is the guy that lugs, lugs what's-his-face's Optimus Prime's trailer away whenever he transforms. Oh, Hover? Right, so it's that, just... That's been described as now a pocket dimension, so no, he doesn't. Oh, okay. But anyways, he did exist at one point in time, regardless of how we're describing it now. And it just seems to me that when you you had the Transformers and you had the Decepticons, and they were this huge ruling class, and then you had the friggin' workers, and these are the Minicons, right? And these are the guys that literally, if you pay attention, they're like washing, grooming, and brushing the hair, right? Yeah. Like they're man servants man they're they're well a lot of them were also mindless or really subservient so well so by nature they were so in other words the ruling class versus the proletariat yeah okay now i'm understanding yeah they were the blue collars of the transformer but uh a lot of them could connect to bigger transformers and make the bigger transformer more powerful a wow. lot of them... Isn't that the worker's plate? Some of them were the heads to the bigger transformer, and without the head, it was nothing. And that's the that's one particular type, right? Yeah, those are headmasters. Headmasters, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's two ways that one is told. One of them is the head is a pilot, and the other one is a transformer and an alien combined forces, and one is the body and one well, is the in, head. In the one with the pilot, it was originally a full transformer, but it has... Um, degraded itself purposely back to the minicon status because yes. of survival yeah. reasons. Yeah, uh, they were getting low on energize or er, energon, so they made techanizers or something like that. And instead of walking around with great big bodies, they made great big bodies and shrank their physical forms back down to a human size to be able to sustain the power longer. So then the only time they actually use their full power is when they combined with their body. Gotcha. They themselves were only a head. Or an engine. So as a flaw, they probably had an energy consumption thing, Mm. right? You know, when they were in their full body. Uh, When the headmasters started, they made all the energy on the planet poisonous, and the only way to stabilize it was to get a headmaster partner who could filter out the energy. Ah, uh, there was also giant, great, big c- combining things, which are normal size transformers that all get together and make a super big one, like Devastator. We Devastator. already mentioned. Uh, the Devastator, if you guys were wondering, the one that talks and is haunted, he's the one from the movie, and he can't even stand. That's how bad they made that one. He's so top heavy, he can't even stand. His legs won't keep him. No. There's ways of fixing it, and people are like, oh, you can put super glue on some of the joints and just keep moving it until it dries, and that'll stiffen up some of the joints. And then to loosen them, you're supposed to put on, like, some poly grease or something like that, and it's supposed to preserve the plastic a little bit, but give you that looseness that you need. Universal solvent. Universal, yeah, no kidding, right? So, like, uh... You have your combiners, and there's lots of them. There's there's a medical team. There's a um, rescue team. Or, no, the medical team. Then there's a thinking team. There's, like, ones that are all women. They're, the Dinobots finally got one and became Volcanicus. Yes. Which, yay! thank God, that's freaking awesome. Had to happen. Uh, they need to make <clears throat> a better one that doesn't fall apart as easily. Oh, and it's just not well made, the toy? He, he's he's lanky. Oh, okay. He's lanky. Well, I, I need him to be able to be solid. You know, you can get some third-party ones that are usually made better than Hasbro. Come on, Hasbro. You guys got more money than half those guys. But then You again, can do it, Hasbro. We believe in you. When you get the third-party ones, you start at 100. You you don't go lower. And, oh, yeah. and they're... 
they're usually always better. And then, of course, you you actually, you know, going back to figures, you can actually get non-transformable transformers that are in either their human or their car state that are fixed. You know what those are good for? Bonfires. <laughs> I guess you don't appreciate that as a No. A non-transforming transformer is completely useless. I do own one. I do have Sassy Prime in there. <laughs> That's what my daughter calls him because he can get into some pretty questionable poses. And I, the hand I have in him is a single pointing finger. So you can make him do some things like, ooh. Or, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> the fun things we do with Transformers that are off camera. Yeah, which brings me to another thing. I don't have very many female ones, despite how many they've added to the roster. Uh, it is, well, I'm going to be honest with you. When I've been out looking for them, right, and it, Transformer tends to be what I get Matt, you know, for, for Christmas a lot of years. And usually if I get him one, then he knows the next year he's probably getting the second of the same thing. I've done that a few times. Yeah. But uh, when I'm out looking, they're just not on the shelf. They're just not out there. Yeah. They're, especially during COVID, the shipment, the production, everything shut down. But, 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 I'm, but what I'm saying is that from a female perspective, even before pre-COVID, they just weren't on the shelf. Mm -hmm. They're just not being brought in by the store. Yeah. Uh, most of kingdoms you couldn't find. And if you did, you were lucky. Now they're on to Legacy, and I've seen one figure. Yeah. The other ones are Core Class, which are this big. Puts yeah. them into the Minicon stats. But there's guys like Rodimus and Optimus Prime and Megatron. I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why are they this big? But, and they're still $12, but, but, $13 I'm, plus I'm, tax. But, but there is that, again, and this is just one of these things that <clears throat> we got to bring up. Well, I don't know if we have to bring up, but the... Why are they like these minicon things, like you're saying? And I'm I'm going to argue because of um, pocket dolls and the whole tendency towards pocket dolls from a child marketing point of view, as opposed to a collector marketing view. So that's one of those things that well, I'm sure it comes into the play somewhere. It does because they're trying to sell the both. Right? They're trying to be able to make an entire line affordable for kids that only got twenty bucks. Yeah. So what's wrong with, with that? With twenty bucks, you can get one. If you got 40 bucks, you can get three, you know, that kind of thing. So that's a little bit easier in today's standards, whereas... And, like, and certainly, I'm like, like the Transformers are great, right? You know, like we're looking at, that's what, good 16 inches or, you know, at least a good foot for a Bumblebee, right? And, and fun to play with. I can mold them in my hands and all of that. But when you get to the kids stage, right, and I've got these play sets that Bumblebee now... Doesn't fit over in, yeah. And doesn't fit inside. Whereas these core class ones probably could fit in with your Hot Wheels if you try hard enough. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is that they can okay. fit into the other venues easier too. Um. So what I was mentioning before about the figures is when they reuse a mold. I'm going to show the only instance that it's allowed. This bag here has three cars in it. Each one is the exactly the same. But only two of them transform the same. And he's handing over the Transformers. All three. And Giving which Transformers are those, Matt? So the, he's got the yellow audience? one in his hand, which is Sunstreaker. He's the brother to the red one. He's the brother to the red one that is uh, Sideswipe. And then the other guy, I believe, is Red Alert. Red Alert, Red Alert. He actually might be able to get that one. Is it a ball joint? Yeah, you're fine. Safety part. All three of those cars are the same. The only difference is their color. And during they're their they well, the yellow one and the red one are related. The other one's not. Uh. But he's a medical vehicle. He's supposed to be like a fire chief, first responder. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're all Ferraris, I think. I'm pretty sure they're Ferraris. Wow. <laughs> How much money does a first responder firefighter make? Are you driving around in a Ferrari? Cybertron, I guess a lot. In the actual cartoon, they were all the same car. Now, going back to the... So that's why this set is okay. 
prototype, as you were describing, because that's just something that occurred to me, right? Well, the protoforms? Yeah, right. Now, I know that there's the whole time warp thing when they when you get the Beast Wars and all of that, right? But the bigger question I've got is, if they don't have protoforms, right, certainly at some point, like, do they have a foreknowledge of Earth before they get here? Um, question mark, question mark. And how long have they been watching us? What, what do you mean, like, if they don't have protoforms? Well, well, you said, you, you know, one of your complaints about Michael Bay was they had the comet form and they land and they're into these generic robot forms and then they see the car and they take on the car's image, right? Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, if they're not seeing the car for the first time and already have that car's image, where did they learn that? They're not supposed to already have that car's image. Uh, in a lot of instances where they don't show a protoform, that character, ugh, that character, will have a Cybertron form. So they might, like for example, in the Bumblebee, and that movie, would be how they get defined by class weight, then, right? Because of the existing form that they have. Tim, does yours have a tailpipe? Should have been in between the legs, like this. Yep. Okay. So, anyways, uh, what was I saying? We were talking about the prototypes and oh, their right. Cybertron form. So, uh, for example, on Cybertron, Bumblebee actually has a like a flying saucer mode. If you ever seen the original stuff. Okay, but, but what I'm saying is like it's certainly one of the things, and you and I have talked about this before. It does seem that there's a weight classification. Oh, that there's a classification, yeah, <clears throat> right. Like and where like, Rhinox like Bumblebee says, can you know, this is a go, thing for bigger classes yeah. like me, yeah, you know, bigger like, forms. That's what he says. Yeah, or or Bumblebee couldn't get here and say, oh, you know, the reason why he didn't pick right the Dodge Ram truck, right, is because that's too large of a form for him to take. Yeah, it, it's too much energy for what he can do. Oh, okay. Which is why Rodimus becomes, or Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime later on, is because now he's got all this extra energy, he can have a bigger form. Okay. So the trucks are more powerful than the cars. Gotcha. By quite a fair bit. Right. They're but slower. But, 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 but yeah, and now I'm going to refer to Mech Warriors for, you know, um, uh, it's... It's one of the things in Mech's Warriors is you had your different classes, and they were all weight classes. Yeah. And they all had their advantages. The light class, right? Small weaponry, sm low amount of armor, super speed, and the ability to jump, right? Whereas um, the big, bulky heavyweights like Optimus Prime, much slower, right? A lot of armor and bigger, bigger guns, yeah. right? But couldn't jump. Yeah. Right, so it's like, yeah, it is a trade-off. Sometimes the smaller vehicle is, you know, with the lower armor and lower weapons is the faster choice. It's the better um, And that actually comes into play, too. At one point, uh, Cliff Jumper, who is about the same size as the original Bumblebee, um, if you look, he's got a great big freaking cannon. So it wasn't his form that he put his power into. It was his weapon. Oh, okay. Uh, Megatron. Turns into something small like a gun. Yeah. It's not the form, it's the weapon. Okay, so there is something else there that we're not seeing. There's, yeah. There's two yeah. calculations, not just the one. Yeah. It's kind of like they're so, playing... So like, it's, it's almost as if you buy a point-based system and you can put so much into your weight and so much into your weapon? Yeah. They're, they're, but your starting point depends on what your overall first roll was. So if you rolled a 20, you're coming in with a big guy. Yeah. You right. know. Or a medium-sized guy with a big gun. And usually their original size is determined at birth, which is done in a couple of different ways. Now they're doing it with the AllSpark, but at one point it was by the planet's core, and at another point it was by the planet itself, which is the reverse version of... And um, it too is also a Transformer. Yeah, the planet Cybertron is also a Transformer. I'm having trouble getting those fins on there can't remember which way they used to sit really pretty like and now they won't uh, he's going off too to now he's looking at me we can use bumblebee as a ghost detector what do you think well that could be what's going on yeah if you like transformers make the bumblebee go now how's your feelings i'm looking at this as you're putting this together right yeah. now i know he's not completely done right but how do you feel about hollowed points on the back of your transformers 
Oh, like empty cavities and stuff? Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, okay. Cover um, that up. Cover that up. It's lazy. It's, it's back to the lazy design. If if you have empty gaps, you didn't use enough plastic. Like right here. Yeah. Unless something folds into it. But the feet fold saying. into it, but close it. And uh, there, you can actually get a lot of... That's what's going on. You can actually get a lot of third-party um, sets um, that will fill in those holes. That's what was going on, Peter. All right. He had him twisted the waist. Right. For our listening audience, I'm giving you a play-by-play here. Both him, both Matt and Tim are... <coughs> We're doing the same one, but a different one. Yeah, and I think Matt's winning the race. <laughs> Although Tim is doing a really great interpretation of the letter X. Um, <laughs> oh, excitement. Are you anticipating this, guys? It's going to be go. finished soon. Ah, uh, and Matt wins. Success. Oh, is that the head that just came off? <laughs> so yours will not look like that. And Matt's taking over from Tim. <laughs> Safety pieces. Safety parts. And the tailpipe's coming across right now, folks. Oh, I don't need the tailpipe. Oh, he doesn't the need tailpipes the tailpipe. The tailpipe's is gone. Tailpipe's there. is gone. That part goes back in. All right. And then comes back off. All right. The operation was a success, but then it has to be redone. Yeah, disassembly is always more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's looking scared. <laughs> Tim, so you see it now that I have his roof on? Yeah. You turn it and peekaboo. All right. Okay. All right. We got Matt biting back at the yeah, mic. Yeah, I'm back at the mic. What? So, yeah. Um, I brought out the book that shows all the art. Pretty glossy. Pretty, pretty glossy. Pretty glossy. I, I don't ever put that in the basement, ever. Ever, ever? Ever, ever, ever. But it is a good book. Cause this is... This, is um, this one actually shows a fair number of them. I don't know what year it's printed, so of course it's that's where it's going to stop. Uh, I think it only goes up to Generation 2. But they've got some of the unique ones that were created outside of the series. <clears throat> oh, yeah, ones that never got here. Yeah, for special effects or for special things. Like one of the ones that they have in here um, is the original shuttle design. Is actually a Transformer. Uh, one of the oldest ones I have is Omega Supreme. He turns into a rocket ship that has a train track going around him. And the I last time him. I checked, he still works. Whether or not I can find all of his parts, I don't know. But yeah, so there's a lot more Transformers that have not appeared in any media. But oh, that do Tim's exist. getting it. Once I did the head reveal, he's like, oh, I got this now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Did I want to mention that I didn't say mention the Diaclone? Both of them are Takara. Uh, their gods are um, Unicron, which is the bad one, and Primus, which is the good one. Whether or not they're still following that line of storytelling, I'm not sure. Uh, there's many different planets. There's not just Cybertron. There's also um, Velocitron, where a lot of the faster ones come from, like the uh, F1 cars and stuff like that. It's a racing planet, and that's their favorite thing to do there. Uh, there's also the junk planet where Rekgar comes from, and he's a motorcycle. Uh, that's in the Transformers animated movie, which is actually still one of my favorite, you know, animated things to sit down and watch. Uh, I talked about all the types, and we've talked about the toy complexity, and how the parts have changed. Yeah, that's everything on my list. Well, that's pretty much everything on my list, too. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't have a list. Video games is one thing that's been ticking me off, though. There's nothing in video games. Uh, <gasps> they did the Cybertron series. That was great. I've been waiting for a MMO where you can completely customize your own bot and go on with it. But they keep doing this like, oh, okay, now you're Optimus Prime. Now you're Bumblebee. Now you're Jazz. Now you're this. Now you're that. No. Give me my own. Let me make my own. Let me interact with those, peop those characters. I, I don't want to play as prime i want to be my own thing and do my own thing and every time they get one on the the 
order list. It seems it just gets canceled or put in the background or doesn't get released here. And, and you and I have had this conversation before, and I firmly believe that it's a question of just doing character design. Because, uh, like you said, right, it's a question of weight. It's a question of uh, max energy versus weight versus gun. But There's then so many could, different calculations there. They could just there, make a class to, system. But, but, but the key problem is they just don't see having to decide what it is. Oh, yeah. Right? And there until they again. figure out how how to do the character creation process to fit all the parameters, right? These games aren't going to work, yeah. right? Until they figure out what kind of class system it goes in, it won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Neighbor's starting to play more music, and we're at an hour seven minutes, so we might as well just call her. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. So a big thank you to everybody for joining us on this episode, and uh, roll out. <laughs>